Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. Unfortunately, we have to start out the show with some bad news. A member of the Super Show family, a man most of you would know as the Duke, has passed away. The Duke was the SRG boss's grandfather. I never got to meet him. Very few of us have, but from what I've heard, he was an outstanding man. And I know that those who know him and love him will miss him. We offer our condolences to the loved ones of the Duke. To honor, to pay tribute to the Duke, SRG Universe has announced that they will be making a Tornado Tag Team card featuring the Duke and his wife, the Grand Machine. For a limited time, when you make your purchases, on supershowthegame.com, you can add an item to your order. It's called Send Condolences to the Grand Machine. Zero dollar cost. It will let the people at SRG Universe know that you would like your purchase to go toward funding the Grand Machine and the Duke competitor set. This will also be used to help pay for a funeral floral arrangement for the Duke. So that is out there. Also, there was a pack of cards that was previously on sale known as, I believe it was Ariel's birthday pack. It's now known as the Duke pack for the Grand Machine CAC. $30 gets you five competitor sets, gets you some alt art competitors, some Tornado Tag Team competitors. Those alt art and tornado tags are face cards only, no finishes, and a number of promo cards. $30 gets you a full Gia de los Muertos competitor set. This is an A tier, if not S tier competitor. It gets you a full Loudmouth Leo Larynx competitor, also a great set. It gets you a full trio set with the wall of text. It gets you the Duke himself, and it gets you Kempo Kenny. Those sets normally retail 10 to 15, so 50 to 75 for just the competitors alone. 30 gets you all those competitors, plus other competitors, plus other cards. So it's a great deal if you're a new player to the game, and we are picking up new players at these conventions, which I'll talk about in a minute. This is a good pack to start with. This will get you. A lot of good stuff for $30. This purchase will also go toward funding the Grand Machine and the Duke competitor set. So that's out there. If you want to find these the way I found them, I went to the search function on the front page of supershowthegame.com. Just typed in Duke. It gives you both of these options as well as the Duke competitor set by itself. But that's sold out. So if you want a Duke competitor set, you have to buy the $30 pack I just talked about, but there's a lot of value in that $30 pack. Once again, I offer my condolences to the family, friends, loved ones of the Duke. Now let me talk about conventions. Two conventions this week, and let me clarify, this weekend, meaning 
as I'm recording this, those two conventions are concluding. CharCon in Charleston, West Virginia, and Southeast Game Exchange in Greenville, South Carolina. Not a lot of news out of both. I know we've picked up some players out of the South Carolina convention. Not sure about Charleston, West Virginia, but hopefully we'll see those players pop up. The only real big news coming out of this weekend is there was a con-exclusive competitor card, card only, no finishes, that if you purchased a VIP ticket to Southeast Game Exchange, you received that in your VIP bag. It was within your VIP bag of stuff. I did not see this announced by SRG Universe anywhere except on their Twitter. They retweeted a tweet from Southeast Game Exchange that showed that this card was going to be in that VIP package. So I have some thoughts about this, and I'm going to go through them. I think I'll start off with my general thoughts about limited release con-exclusive cards, specifically competitor sets, but this goes for other cards too. And here's where I'm coming from. One of the, in my opinion, one of the best things about Super Show the Game is unlike a lot of other games, and I've played other card games, miniatures games, a lot of other games are very strongly pay-to-win. If you want to be good in that game, you have to buy the meta pieces, the meta cards, the meta things to be good. Super Show, by and large, is not that way. You can be successful with cards right out of a starter pack, if you need to buy some other cards to maybe make a deck better, they're not outrageous. And there's not really a meta. It's not like, here's the meta card at, say, spot number 22. Here's the meta competitor. There are some competitors considered better than others. But by and large, the gap between what people would say is the best competitor and people would say is the worst competitor isn't that big. I'm always worried when they put out these limited release competitors because if this competitor or this card ends up showing itself to be really good because it's a limited release, it's now a high dollar card. And so I'm worried that that could make this game more pay to win. And so I'm always not happy to see these because I've always had that fear that if stuff starts coming out that's really good, that's really hard to get, that will shift this game into more of a pay-to-win game. So I'm very worried about that in principle. Also, a lot of people, and the game kind of emphasizes, a lot of people like collecting cards. When you do these limited releases like this, you're really shutting your collectors out. To me, if you're going to be making your collectors your players unhappy, there should be a good trade-off. In this case, I'm assuming that the reason they are doing this, they're making this competitor card, that is going to engender some bad will from the community, from the players. They're doing this because they're trying to establish a relationship. They're trying to strengthen their relationship with Southeast Game Exchange. They're trying to establish a foothold in that convention in that area of the country. 
I understand that. My one then criticism is, why has Southeast Game Exchange barely been talked about? For some reason, I feel like my show is the show that talks about conventions more than any other show. And that's baffling to me because I'm not a show that's officially affiliated with SRG Universe. I would think those shows should be the driver of this. And so me being the driver, strange. In the case of Southeast Game Exchange, it's barely been talked about on Talk of the Universe. Even as late as the last episode of Talk of the Universe, there was still confusion over what that convention was called. To me, if you're going to be making con-exclusive stuff that's hard to get, that's going to you know, not necessarily sit well with the community, this should be a con that you're, if you're making that trade-off, you want to talk about, you want to promote, you want to make it a bigger deal. And it's almost like an afterthought. Even this con-exclusive competitor, nobody from SRG Universe talked about this. Like I said, I saw it on a retweet from SRG Universe. And until I posted about it in the discussion group, from what I understand, wasn't a lot of community awareness. To me, I don't know why there's not this promotion of these cons they're going to be at. Especially, like I said, if they're going to do con-exclusive stuff for cons, to me, should be banging the drum louder for the cons you're going to be at. That's just my opinion. That's my thoughts on this. As far as conventions coming up, next weekend, and I believe it's Saturday only, July 22nd, Lincolnton, North Carolina, Lincolnton High School, Be a Hero, Lincolnton Comic Con. John Davis and Rowdy Ron from that area will be representing the game. They'll be doing demos starting at 10 a.m. And I believe, going from memory, they'll be doing a sealed old school pack tournament starting either at noon or 1230. If you're in that area, check that out. I've never met, from what I can recall, John Davis, but I've met Rowdy Ron. Great guy. Great representatives of the game. I'm sure they'll put on a good function. The weekend after that, Southern Fried Gaming Expo. And I believe it's the Marriott Renaissance Waverly in Atlanta, Georgia. ACCW will be in full force there. There will be a Border Wars event. Four teams, 28 players across those four teams. There's going to be a tag team tournament Friday, a sealed tournament Saturday, a singles tournament Sunday. Those are just some of the featured things. Look for more details as we get closer. There's going to be a couple of featured matches there. The Deep Six Championship will be defended. Hold Line Harry, the current champion, will be defending against the Lucha Maniacal Uberstar. The Deep South Championship will also be defended. The current champion, Prince Butters, a.k.a. C-Mac, I guess. Yesterday, they had a match to determine his next challenger. Rambo Apocalypse, playing as the new version of the SRG boss, took on Possum King, playing as Najamai. And in a relatively short match at Crown Meter Zero, the winner, Possum King. So Possum King gets a shot at Southern Fried Gaming Expo against Prince Butters for that championship. 
All of that will be happening at Southern Fried Gaming Expo, July 28th through July 30th, Marriott Renaissance Waverly in Atlanta, Georgia. I've also heard that there are going to be a couple of con-exclusive competitors released then. One of those, I believe, will be the Drew Madsen competitor set. The other one I'm not sure about. Hopefully those will also be available on the website. If not, if they're only available locally for people who want to get their hands on that, reach out to your mules now. The final convention I'll talk about, Gen Con, August 3rd through August 6th in Indianapolis, Indiana. There are five Super Show events. I'll talk about them now. There are also some Learn to Play Super Show events. Let me run through those first. So these events, unlike Origins, cost money. Most of these are either $2 or $4. The Super Show Learn to Play events, Thursday at noon, Friday at 11 a.m., Saturday at 11 a.m., Sunday at 11 a.m. They're scheduled for one hour. They cost $2. The ticket is $2. If you're interested in learning how to play, that's a way to do that. If you want to teach a friend how to play, that's going to be with you at Gen Con. You can have them sign up for that event. They'll also be doing various demos throughout the weekend that you can just jump in. That's another way you can learn to play. But those are going on. Outside of that, let's talk about the tournaments at Gen Con. Thursday night, 5 p.m., $2 ticket. It's the second portion of the Cookies Fortune. At Origins, they had a Cookies Fortune qualifier tournament. The winner of that tournament, Bob Dunn, he made the Cookies Fortune match. The winner of this tournament will be also in that match. The winner of Bob Dunn versus the Gen Con Cookies Fortune tournament winner will be the new holder of the Cookies Fortune. Cookies Fortune, similar to Money in the Bank, you can cash it in for a shot at a championship. 2020 rules are in effect. As of right now, looking at the website with 18 days to go, there are 59 tickets available for this event. SRG Universe always urges people to buy tickets ahead of time because the more tickets sold, the easier it is for them to get play space for future events. So if you're going to Gen Con, you want to play in the Cookies Fortune Tournament, get your ticket now, $2. Next event, Friday noon, the stipulation-only tournament hosted by Loudmouth Leo Larynx. This is going to be a double elimination tournament according to what's on the Gen Con website. It's scheduled for an hour and 30 minutes. There will be a one-of-a-kind prize for the winner. 37 spots available, 37 tickets available for this. Again, $2 Friday at noon. Friday, 5 p.m., the Tag Team Championship. This is the two-on-two Tag team format, not the Tornado Tag. We're using a tag team competitor card. 5 p.m. Eastern, scheduled for 4 hours and 30 minutes. 65 tickets available for this on the website. 2020 Vision in effect. $4 for this particular tournament. That's Friday. Saturday, 12 p.m. Noon. $2 for a ticket. 
we have the Play Pure Championship. No entrance cards, no skill requirement cards, no spectacles. There are a couple of competitors that are booked. Um, Funtime Bob can't be played by anybody. Only the current champion, Colin Simon, can play Marty Skrull. Only Bob Dunn can play Flyboy. Only Candy Mam can play El Super Ombre. Everybody else is available. You have to use a competitor's finishes unless they don't have any. Then you can use generics where they don't have any. As of right now, there are 67 tickets available for this. And that's all I have for that one. Saturday, 5 p.m. This is the Singles World Championship Tournament. $2 for the tournament. 62 tickets available for this. 2020 vision in effect. There will be stipulations in the top cut per GM John Calace. And then the final event, Sunday, 1 p.m., $2 for a ticket, 35 tickets available. There will be a Tornado Tag Team Tournament and a Trios Tag Team Tournament. You choose which tournament you want to play in. Scheduled for four hours, $4 for this ticket. 35 tickets available for that tournament. Those are the Gen Con tournaments. If you're planning on playing in those tournaments, sign up sooner rather than later. That's what's going on right now, though. That's the news I have for Gen Con. And then we're quite a ways out for this, but Labor Day weekend, August 31st through September 4th, going from memory, Dragon Con in Atlanta, Georgia. I'll give you more news on that as we get closer. That's where we are, though, right now on conventions. On supershowthegame.com, there aren't any more conventions listed. So things like PAX Unplugged, anything happening after the start of September, we don't know about. Hopefully we'll find out more as we get closer to those things. One more bit of convention news. I realize as I'm reviewing my notes here. One other featured match for Southern Friday Gaming Expo. The number one contender match for the Hollywood Heavyweight Championship currently held by Rambo Apocalypse will be at Southern Friday Gaming Expo. Titan, a.k.a. Dustin Smith, playing as Little Guido, will take on Rowdy Ron, playing as the original Zack Sabre Jr. Winner gets a shot at the Hollywood Heavyweight Championship. That wraps up what I have about conventions. The 2023 Super Show Cup. We're currently in the third round, in the top 16 round of that tournament. Again, it's a single elimination tournament. Each match is a best of three. The third match, if necessary, has a stipulation. Right now, in this current round, the stipulation is Liger's Den. If a third match is necessary, it will be a Liger's Den match. Next round, the round of eight. If the third match is necessary, it will be a steel cage match. I believe the deadline for players this round to get their matches completed is tonight as I record this, July 16th. I could be wrong on that. But that round, the current round, is coming to a close soon. I think when we get to the top eight, I will talk about who is in the top eight. I think that's a more manageable number to use. Outside of that, that's all I have about the 2023 Super Show Cup.
Let's talk about the featured matches and online tournaments from this past week. I'll start with the LFF Tri-State Championship. Monday night, I believe, the current champion, John Press1P, at Legendary Realms, announced an impromptu championship match with the challenger, the New York phenom, Jason Falson. John Polrino played as the new version of Alien Invader. The challenger played as the mercenary, Flip Gordon. It was New York rules, so it started at crowd meter one, no disqualifications, and it finished at crowd meter one with the winner, still champion, John Press1P. Congratulations to him. Later that week, he went on Talk of the Universe, and he announced that his next challenge as champion is going to be a gauntlet match slash championship scramble. He called it a championship scramble. It's more like a gauntlet to me. But here's the way it would work. Four people will have a chance to be the next champion. There will be four singles matches. The potential champions, the challengers are Big Match Pete, the prize fighter Simon Davner, the screaming Danchi, and Brian, wait for it, Schmidt. Here's how this is going to work. Each of the challengers will be randomly assigned an entry number, one through four. Whoever gets number one will face John Polverino for the LFF Tri-State Championship. Each man, before each match, gets three minutes to make any adjustments to their deck prior to the match. Then they'll play. The winner will be the new LFF champion. That winner will play entrant number two. The winner of that match is the LFF Tri-State Champion. Then that winner plays entrant three. The winner of that's the new champion. The champion plays entrant four. The winner of that is the new champion. We could see a scenario where the championship changes hands each match. We could see a scenario where the current champion, Press1P, goes undefeated defeats all four men, and is still the champion. Or we could see some other combination. There's a lot of possibilities of what could happen. If the current champion wins, he will have 17 defenses. He will be one short of the record set by former champion, the SRG BOSS. That's kind of the motivation behind this challenge. If Press1P successfully defends four straight times, he will be one shy of the record. No date or time for that has been given, but it's coming soon. We had two online tournaments from this week. Monday Night Fights, this time run by Matty Bar 1. 23 players in this tournament. Three groups of six. One group of five. Top two players per group advance into the top cut. Then it's just single eliminations to the finals. Your semifinalists here were Drew Madsen as Jay White and the prize fighter Simon Davner as Brian Cage. I believe the original Brian Cage. He's known for playing that version of Brian Cage. Your finalists were Candyman Dan as himself and Simple Chuck as Merlin Von Berlin with the winner, Candyman Dan. Congratulations to him for his victory. The other tournament 
the final Seat of Power tournament from Chibi, Season 3, Week 8 of Chibi Seat of Power. 23 players also, same group structure, three groups of six, one of five, top two per group advanced into the top cut. Single elimination in the top cut. The quarterfinal matches were steel cage matches. The semifinal matches were dark matches. The finals match, and I believe there was a third place match as well. Those were both submission matches. Top four were in fourth place, playing as, I think he was playing as the perfect assistant, Loudmouth Leo Larynx. If I have that wrong, I apologize, but I believe he was the perfect assistant. In third place, playing as the Great Outdoors, the Great Outdoors herself. Your finalists were Yasmin playing as Runtime Terror and Alec Ventresca playing as Jay White with the winner, Alec Ventresca as Jay White. Both of your finalists in this tournament had not previously qualified for the Tournament of Champions, so Yasmin and Alec Ventresca are in the tournament. They are the last two people in the Tournament of Champions. Congratulations to them. Congratulations to everyone who made the Tournament of Champions. We'll find out when that tournament is supposed to happen at some point in the future. I don't know yet. I'll give you that when I have it. There are two more bits of news that I need to give you that came in somewhat late. The first is that the Midwest Coast Tag Team Championship had an impromptu defense. No advance warning. The champions, the team of James Booker and Neil Nealon, took on challengers Joe Gilchrist and Sean Steiner. The challengers were playing as for Joe Gilchrist, Citizen X, for Sean Steiner, the newest version of Boy Howdy, the champions, James Booker was playing as Flip Smiley, Neil Nealon, the trash man, was playing as himself, the trash man. In a long, long match that went around 45 minutes, that went to crowd meter three, I would say it was a good match, a lot of back and forth, finishes being played and hit by both sides. In the end, though, the winners at Crowd Meter 3 still champions James Booker and Neil Nealon. Congratulations to them for winning. From what I understand, the next challengers are the Dangerous Alliance. They were actually leapfrogged by this team. I don't know when the Dangerous Alliance will get their shot at the Midwest Coast Tag Team Championship. We'll have to wait and see. Possibly at Gen Con. Right now, I don't know, but I will give you that information as soon as I have it. Speaking of Gen Con, there was supposed to be tonight, and I would have tacked it on to the end of the show, but it didn't happen. There was supposed to be a press conference featuring General Manager John Calace and James Booker because they would be the co GMs of Gen Con. That has been rescheduled for another time. There was a post on the SRG Super Show discussion group on Facebook about this. Some of this I've already covered. I'll give you just sort of the bullet points. The general manager highlighted that Bob Dunn 
the winner of the Origins Cookies Fortune Qualifier Tournament will face the winner of the Gen Con Cookies Fortune Qualifier Tournament at Gen Con. And the winner will be the new holder of the Cookies Fortune. Colin Simon, the current LFF Play Pure Champion, will be at Gen Con and he will be defending, so to speak, his Play Pure Championship. The Play Pure Championship is more like a cup than a championship. The way it works is this he will be in the tournament like everybody else, he will be able to use the Play Pure Championship. It's a pseudo-entrance card. It's not an actual entrance card because you can't use entrance cards in the Play Pure Tournament, but it functions like that. So he's the only one that can play Marty Skrull because he won the belt with Marty Skrull, and he can use the Play Pure Championship in the tournament. If he successfully wins, Marty Skrull will be retired from the tournament. He will defend once again with a new competitor. I'll also mention here, I believe there is at least one more competitor that is restricted because I believe Candyman Dan won the Play Pure Championship prior to Colin Simon winning it. And I don't recall the competitor he used to win it at the moment. Whichever competitor that was, only Candyman Dan can play it in the Play Pure Tournament. And once he wins a second time with it, that competitor will be retired from Play Pure Tournament play. The current LFF World Heavyweight Champion, the Grump Danny Thunder, will have potentially two championship defenses at Gen Con. He will defend once on Friday. Presumably, if he wins, if he successfully defends Friday, he will defend a second time on Saturday. Both of these challengers will be announced before Gen Con. And this means that whoever wins the Gen Con singles tournament, that person will not get a shot at the LFF World Heavyweight Championship at Gen Con. The final things from the general manager's post are there's a survey that James Booker keeps posting in the SRG Super Show discussion group asking for information about attendance and if you're interested in being in feuds. If you have not filled out one of those, find the post, fill out the Google document, send it in. Also, if you have a storyline idea that you want to pitch to the general manager, contact him, let him know what your storyline, what your match idea, let him know that John Clace at srguniverse.com. That is what I have right now regarding Super Show News. As far as potential tournaments coming up this week, nothing's currently posted on supershowthegame.com, but there's usually a Monday night tournament, there's usually a Thursday night tournament, there's usually Dojo Tuesday nights, twitch.tv slash srguniverse. Check that out if you're interested in any of that. Keep an eye on the SRG Super Show discussion group. If there's any pop-up events, they'll show up there. It's been confirmed. I should bring this up here too while I'm thinking about it. It's been confirmed. There's going to be Marktoberfest in October at Create a Competitor Tournament in North Olmsted, Ohio. BCW is doing another Create a Competitor Tournament in September. And November 4th, they'll be doing a Create a Competitor Tournament in Atlanta. 
if you're interested in going to any of those, that's the information I have regarding them. I assume as we get closer to the dates, we'll receive more information. And then as a reminder, if you're in the Lincolnton, North Carolina area, be a hero, Lincolnton Comic Con at Lincolnton High School next Saturday, July 22nd. Check that out if you're in the area. That is going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I would like to thank all of you for listening, and a good day.